Welcome to the From the Loop podcast here in One East Jackson in the Radio DePaul Sports Studios. This is a segment of our radio show. I am Tim Stebbins, joined by Matt Mellemsetter. And hey. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. This is a fun little side project for us now that we have this cool new sports studio. Yeah, we get to hang out in this fun little uh, podcast studio. It's got nice little uh, suede uh, sound deafeners on the wall. It's a nice beige colored walls. It's it's a lovely little studio here. Very nice uh, soft suede yeah. on the wall there. Mm. Soundproof in it. Um, could you use that as a pillow, do you think? I think I could, okay. but it would be a little flat. It might hurt the neck. Sure, sure. But I would try. Okay. Uh, what about two of them? Would that be better for the neck? That might be worse. It's just wow. higher, higher up angle, you know? All right. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Um, so here on From the Loop Podcast, it's kind of a, we want to Take a few of the topics that we discuss on our radio show every week and really just kind of make them quick hitters. So instead of spending 15 minutes on a topic, we want to spend maybe two or three and just kind of bang, bang, bang. We've got a key for the week, which is the Le'Veon Bell holdout situation and what that means for the NFL, as well as five things you need to know for the week. And uh, better analysis rather than drawn out 15 minutes where we can really just get the key points out. Not the same as the radio show all the time with the points, but really get these topics more touched on yeah better i'd say there's 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 always going to be one or two things that needs to be needs a deep in-depth dive mm-hmm. and i think that's what from the loop podcast is going to do specifically this week with the levy on bell holdout situation definitely here so levy on bell holdout key of the week yeah key of the week so levy on bell uh pittsburgh steelers running back um has been holding out we have not seen levy on bell on a football field in about six months, he did not play in any preseason games. He's not played any in any regular season games. He has not been to the locker room. Um, and Tim, do you know why that is? Well, Le'Veon Bell wants that money, money, money. He wants that money, money, money. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have tried to put the franchise tag on him, uh, which means that he gets paid the top 5% for... Um, his position for one year. What Le'Veon Bell wants as a 26-year-old running back, uh, one of the most physically demanding positions in the league, in a, in a, and a position where on average players only last three years in the NFL, Le'Veon Bell wants uh, a long-term contract with guaranteed money. He wants to get paid for a long time. He's risking his body. He's risking his future to play football for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he would like to be paid long-term, not just one year of good money. He wants many years of good money. And that kind of goes against how the NFL has managed player contracts um, and how the NFL has really kind of stifled uh, the players' union. They, the NFL has a very weak players' union as well as, like, bad working conditions for players. Uh, they have no pensions going forward. They have no health insurance after they get cut from a team. They have no uh, anything. And so what we're seeing from Le'Veon Bell really is kind of a continuation of what we've seen in the NBA with players trying to force trades or force bigger contracts by not playing they can just not show up and not get paid and that's fine by them because they've made enough money to live thus far but they know that they are themselves worth a lot more money these are billion dollar teams playing for multi-billion dollar organizations owned by mega billionaires um and so levy on bell getting paid eight million dollars from his regular contract and about 16 million dollars from his franchise tag tender is nothing to them, and he knows that, and he's trying to take advantage of how good he is and get paid more money. There's two things that stand out to me here. Sure. Running back, of course. Yeah. yeah that's a uh, grueling position, as you mentioned. But yeah. he is just 26 years old, and that's what makes it curious that they will not give him that money. Yeah. It's because 
if you give him a four-year deal, which they don't want to do because, for all we know, he could get hurt after one year a week after mm-hmm. signing it on the field, well, four-year deal, he's going to be – running backs don't have a long lifetime in the NFL. No. So if he gets a four-year deal, I think that would make him happy. Yeah. Just the annual value would have to be higher than $14 million, and he would want the guaranteed of a four-year contract with more money than the one year where he's been making $8 million, as you said. Yeah. And recently, the franchise tag wasn't going to be paying him more than $15, 16000000 million. Yep. And it really is curious, too, when you look at the guaranteed uh, money and the highest-paid players in the NFL, Blake Bortles, who hasn't done anything in the Jacksonville Jaguars with them in his career, he's getting a guaranteed $26.5 million on his current contract. Average money is $17.5 million. Yeah. Blake Bortles hasn't done anything. And he's, this is because he's a quarterback. He's getting that money. I think Le'Veon Bell sees the, those numbers and all these quarterbacks, and that granted that is an important position on the field, but he sees that and he's like, what the heck? Where's yeah. my money when those guys are worth less to their team than I am in, in a way? Yes, and it, 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 it really is kind of a shift away from what we've typically seen in the NFL, and I think you can kind of see that in the locker room situation in Pittsburgh. Is There's a lot of players in Pit- Pittsburgh, uh, Villanueva, their offensive lineman, has been very outspoken about it, is that none of them are getting paid as much as Le'Veon Bell is. Uh, and so they kind of see it as an affront to them, that he's not being a good teammate, that he's not doing this. To me, my opinion, look, football is a very, is a brutal sport that will ruin guys' lives going forward. Is is with the reason. It does. Re- and it, it, does. It, it, it absolutely will, no matter what level you've played at. I mean, if you're playing in the NFL, your brain is mush now. Like, <sighs> Anybody way to put it? <laughs> it no, like it, it it is. If you've made it to the NFL, like your brain is done for. You should be getting paid the big bucks, especially if you're playing as, as physical a position as Le'Veon Bell is. He should be ca- be getting paid every single dollar that he asks for. The NFL's revenue is just skyrocketing. It always has. It's continuing to grow. There's money to go around for these players to all get paid worthwhile dollars while they're playing, and also get money after they've played. NFL made eight billion in revenue last year. In yep. 2016, they made 7.8 billion. That's a B, not that, an M. Yep, that's a B. This is the biggest sports organization. This I mean, is the biggest sports organization in America. And people argued, well, with the kneeling, for example, it's kind of a side topic that NFL would, you know, lose interest no. and go down. It will never. It, it, it does it, not. It does not. What will bring the NFL down uh, will be player safety and players not getting paid enough in a weak union. And it, this is also something that uh, I've discussed on my podcast with Mike Fleischman. Uh, Chief Sh- tune in. She says in Chicago land, please tune in. Last episode that came out yesterday, uh, Monday, the Tuesday, I guess, the 25th, 26th. Um, Mike discussed how the NFL has continually tried to keep the referees down. Um, and that's why we get to such bad refereeing, which is something we'll get into in the five things you need to know section coming up next. Tune in to Cheeseheads in, Ch- in Chicagoland, wherever you get your podcasts. Everywhere. Well. Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Store, everywhere. Tune in. Great uh, great programming. But anyway, moving on to the five things that you need to know in the world of sports Yeah. today, as yeah. of now. You know, this could change, obviously. Sports are crazy. But right now, this is what we think. Right now, as of today, the 27th of September, the day that we're recording, it's 6.52 p.m. It's a, it's a nighttime. The Cubs are about to play. Um... Every rookie QB drafted in two that well, every quarterback drafted in the 2018 NFL draft. First every round. rookie, correct. Every first round quarterback rephrase blah. Every first round pick quarterback 2018 yep. draft that is a rookie now is starting. Yes, so in that the NFL. means Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. 
So Josh Allen for the Bills, Josh Rosen for the Cardinals, uh, Sam Darnold for the New York Jets, and Baker Mayfield for the Browns. We saw Baker Mayfield make one heck of a comeback last week to win that game for the Cleveland Browns after being down 14 when he came in after Tyrod Taylor left with a concussion. Um, Josh Rosen took over for Sam Bradford after a despicable showing against the Bears. You watched that game? I did. Um, the that was kind of unfair for Rosen because the Bears yeah. one of the top ten defense, top five defense. Yeah. If you're optimistic, um, four minutes left in the game is no time to make your debut. Yeah, and, no time. And also, I mean, you're throwing him against the Wolves. That Cardinals offensive line is terrible, and the Cardinals do not have any weapons out wide. They've got Larry Fitzgerald really, and he wasn't getting thrown to that game. Yeah, he made like less than ten targets. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean. Here's the thing with Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's got great hands, but he is old. He is struggling to get separation. He runs great routes, but if you're slow, man, how well you cut in and out of your routes isn't going to give you much. Having a great release doesn't mean much if you're really slow. Especially considering the Bears' strength at cornerback. You yeah. know, Prince Mukamara went out, who's one of their better ones. I'm not saying he's great, but one of their better ones. Yeah. He had a hamstring injury. Trayvon LeBlanc, Bryce Callahan had, a, had yeah. an interception. These guys weren't great, and Larry Fitzgerald was still kind of having some issues. That just yeah. Mother or Father Tom, I should say. Yeah, and I and 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 after the Cardinals lost Bruce Arians uh, as their coach last year, bringing Mike McCoy, uh, we've seen not very much use out of running back David Johnson, who's one of the best running backs in very, the league. Very odd. We've seen very little use out of him. That I would hope going forward that David Johnson becomes a major target for Josh Rosen. He can be a big bailout type player uh, because Rosen's going to need a lot of dump offs with that offensive line. We actually misspoke a little bit too. Lamar Jackson was drafted first round, last pick in the first round. Oh, I forgot he was the 32nd pick. I thought he was first round. I thought he was he first playing, or the second. He's, he's been in those weird packages. Yeah. Not starting, but maybe soon. Yeah. Um, isn't it funny how he is being deemed the QB of the future and Flacco's younger than Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers just got the record contract? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Joe Flacco's not very good and Aaron Rodgers is maybe the best quarterback we've ever seen play. Fair. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, roughing the passer rules. Yeah. This is a huge issue where there are now memes of people showing how to properly tackle, joking around where you put a pillow under them and a blanket and then you drop them slowly. Yeah. The so, quarterbacks are getting very favored here. Yeah, it's and it's it's a rule that even like some quarterbacks have come out and said, we don't like this. It's kind of wrecking the game. Uh, so basically the rule aims to keep any violent and unnecessary hits on the quarterback. It, uh, that's what it aims to penalize, um, meaning no more suplexing of a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> if they release the ball, you cannot push them to the ground. Um, you can't. We, you've never been able to target their head, and since Carson Palmer blew out his knees, you've never been able to target the knees, and it really leaves kind of a zone of about pelvis area to shoulders. Um, not much. Not a big zone, uh, and it also makes it very difficult for the defensive player because – what we saw in the Packers game, I, 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 I'm going to talk about the Packers with this because those are the three roughing the passer calls that I've seen. Two, two of them, which were not roughing the passer calls. This is the most uh, controversial, I'd say. There's been a lot, but these are very controversial. There's been a lot, but these are the ones that we've seen actually wreck a game. Um, so against the Vikings, we saw Clay Matthews uh, hit Kirk Cousins uh, in the chest, leading with his shoulder, not with his head, so it's not a spearing. Does not make contact with the head, so it's not targeting. Uh, he does not land with his full body weight on Kirk Cousins. He catches himself with his right arm, rolls off, uh, but is still flagged as roughing the passer. Uh, against the Washington Redskins. football team last uh, bad team name uh, Sunday, uh, he hits Clay Matthews again, hits quarterback Alex Smith. Alex Smith has not released the ball. Alex Smith still has the ball in his hand. He is a ball carrier. He is not a passer. Uh 
wraps him up, leads with the shoulder, wraps arms wrap around Alex Smith, takes him to the ground, rolls off of him. Unnecessary roughness. These were not violent or unnecessary hits. These were necessary hits that happened while the ball was still in the quarterback's hands. Um, I don't... I, the rules need to change. There's been a big push for the rules to change. Tim, do you foresee the league changing these rules before the end of the year? I think the NFL has said they are looking into it now, which whatever that means. Clay Matthews called the NFL soft, but, I mean, yeah, they are. It's, it's just you can't... They don't like how you're landing all your body weight on a quarterback when you hit them. That's really the only way to do it. So yeah. no winning here. For the players, but yeah. moving on. And yeah, we can move on. Patriots on the downturn. Yes. One and two. They got destroyed by the Detroit Lions on the road, granted, but the Lions Whipped aren't up. a formidable opponent. Yeah. Whipped up by the Lions, uh, led by former Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Um, what do you think the, the Patriots' biggest issue is? I think they're, they have, for one, their, their bread and butter is those under, those short pass routes. Then Julian Edelman is yeah. Brady's one of his top receivers throughout the last few years, and he's out for game suspension. At the same time, their defense is just not there right now. Yeah. Maybe that's <clears throat> a, You okay there? <laughs> I don't know what just happened. My It felt like I had a frog in my throat, but now, now I'm back. Now we're, we're back. back. <laughs> we're back, and we're good. Wait, maybe their defense is taking a hit from the loss of Patricia because yeah. you can only lose so many good coordinators before you're not going to be able to keep hiring good coordinators to replace them. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. What we've seen in the past is Patriots coordinators going on to head coaching jobs and not necessarily being successful head coaches. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they're not great coordinators. Yeah. Uh, and I think Matt Patricia is a good coordinator. While he may not be the best person, a uh, pretty good coordinator. That's tough. Moving on. Wild card fiasco issues category. <sighs> yeah. MLB wild card is, in the NL National League, I should say, is jam-packed right now. Yeah. Um, really the whole playoff picture. So the Cubs have 92 wins, as do the second place NL Central Milwaukee Brewers. And one of them is going to be in the wild card game. Mm-hmm. And really, the fact that the two best records in the NL, one might get bounced from the first round, quote unquote, that one game is quite controversial in my mind. I, I don't know if I, the fact that lower teams with records are going to get a automatic entry into the v- division series that's five games, that seems wrong to me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It makes, I think, we've talked about this. Tim and I have had shows for years, <laughs> three or four, we're entering the fourth year. We've talked about. Uh, kind of the rough situation with the wild card year in and year out is that one team shouldn't be in the wild card. Pretty pretty much every year it feels like one team shouldn't be in the wild card. They should be in the divisional series, and one team that's in the divisional series should be in the wild card. And because of the way that the MLB is set up, and it's not like the NBA or the uh, NFL, where kind of the best teams go into the divisional series, it leaves great baseball teams left out of the real playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the Pirates in 2015, they yep. won 98 games. Cubs won 97. They played each other in the first round, the wild card round. Um, and the Pirates haven't made the playoffs since after they lost that wild card yeah. game. The Cardinals had 100 wins that year, and they got eliminated in the first round because they had to play a the hardest opponent left in the playoffs because the American or National League East and West winners yeah. had way less wins than the Cubs and Pirates. And they, as a result, the Cardinals suffered for it with the 100-win season. Mm-hmm. Not not a fan of it. It's an issue every year, like you said, but yeah. moving on. Last thing here, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wants to be traded. Jimmy Butler wants to be traded from the Timberwolves. He said the three teams he'd prefer, not that the Wolves have to accommodate, are the Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Clippers, and New York Knicks. And now all of a sudden he says he wants to play for the Miami Heat, who are apparently in on him very seriously. Yeah. Where do you think he ends up? I think he ends up still in Minnesota. Hot take. Hot take. I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know anyone that's going to put together a package th- to get Jimmy Butler. I mean, to get Jimmy Butler, who's a top ten NBA player, 
would require like serious future assets, uh, like first round picks, um, like high up first round picks, not like a pick fifteen or sixteen, a top level lottery, lottery. pick, mm-hmm. meaning Nets might be able to provide that if actually they don't have any of those picks. They do now. So what, ironically, would they trade those picks? They they had no first round picks of their own after trading to the Celtics for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett years ago. They finally have their own picks starting this year and they're still a bad team so they shouldn't yeah. be in the lottery. Would they really trade those after finally getting trades again? No. Picks again. They shouldn't. And and I I really think Jimmy Butler's on the last year of his deal. Um, he's going to be 30 soon. He's going to be 30 soon. He's going to want a mega contract coming up. You know, I really just don't think anyone should make this deal, to be honest with you. I, I, Jimmy Butler's a great basketball player, but I don't know if anyone should make the deal to give up the assets to get him. Well, hopefully nothing happens in the next couple of days as we are yeah. recording this and posting it. But this has been the From the Loop podcast, the debut episode. We are on the air on Ready to Pulse Sports live from 530 to 630 every Thursday, and we will be recording a podcast weekly here. So stay tuned for that, but also tune into our live radio show and other great Ready to Pulse Sports coverage. Thank you.